And we are back. Um, I'm coming off just another amazing heroic win uh, by the Denver Broncos, but we're not here to talk about that too much. You're coming off of that? How are you coming off of that? <laughs> Myself, Peyton Manning was was calling, you know, Peyton, Broncos, uh, we. And... I didn't realize he was that big of a homer. Oh, well, hey, um, our next commissioner, the, team. <laughs> the NFL after uh, Goodell retires. But, um, you know, occasionally here on the show, we we kind of do what Guy Fieri does. We just follow his lead. And, um, you know, he has the divers, diners, drive-ins and dives. Wow. And uh, he'll see some fan favorites um, for a second time around. And so that's what we're up to today. We've got Nate Wren. Um, welcome back. Acorn Hills. And we've got this buds for you, our resident uh, golf expert, um, aficionado, uh, all things sport related. But um, how we how we doing today, guys? Well, thanks love, for having me on. I love when Jimmy comes through the intro. It's my favorite part. <laughs> I, I just realized that I still had my work handle in there. That's the kind of day I'm having. I didn't even have my actual. The lines Man. are blurred now, bud. You know, it's my future former nine to five will completely understand. Yeah, it's fine. No, I'm watching this Netflix thing because, uh, I mean, I know power of technology. <clears throat> this is tomorrow or yesterday or whenever it is. They're having these guys like run. I, I don't know how into this Netflix cup I am just yet. It seems a little gimmicky. Uh, but then again, we'll see where it goes. We're only like six minutes in. I'll give it I'll give anything a shot. I don't know that we'll have enough time to get into all this, but I would kind of like to touch on some of the nuances of all these leagues that are popping up over the winter and what it means holistically for golf and just sort of like what the goal is, right? Like we obviously saw full swing live exists. You can clearly see that it has changed the culture a little bit to the fact where golf has to start doing some things that are, it's always been like, we can do whatever we want. We're the PGA that doesn't matter. And now they've kind of been forced to do some stuff. So I wonder, you know, what that's going to look like. I feel like there's like so many of these things. I know there's two, two different indoor leagues, right? Or just one, just one TGL, which is owned by, I I don't, they haven't officially said that it stands for tiger golf league, but that's what I think of it as indoor golf league, six teams, six cities. Uh, We got one up here in Baston, go frogs, Boston common golf. They're going to play inside down in Palm beach at like the university down there. They're building basically another basketball arena Half of it's going to be a gigantic IMAX size screen that you hit into. The other half is going to be a short game facility uh, that they can, you know, change the green around to have it mimic other yeah. stuff and live, green. live green, live grass, the whole bit. And to answer your question, you know, that that's really the only other league that's popping up. Like there's these one-offs like this, but like Netflix is doing right now, but we've seen it with the match. Capital One's been doing it for years now. Yeah. Wide world of sports back in the day, Shell did this. So, all we're seeing is, you know, a continuation of what we've always done. It's just kind of like thinking about print newspapers. The New York Times is not not the, the old gray lady anymore that shows up at your doorstep. It's a website. I mean, when you boil it down, it's a yeah. news website, but I mean, it's a website. So they're still shilling the same product. It's just packaging it differently and trying to get it to your customers in, in different ways. And with the breakup of good, good or whatever. They're kind of, I don't know. I, I don't even really pay that much attention to the other podcasters out there. I'm only obsessed with yeah. me. Shocker. But the, uh, the one, of, one of the podcast teams is kind of not breaking up, but some of the guys are spinning off. And one of them was making an argument that the future of golf's on YouTube because of its accessibility and because of the accessibility of, of seeing dipshits like you and me going right. out there and playing one another. It's fascinating. Before we got on, Gibby was talking about y'all's, y'all's little wanderlust in Pinehurst 
That's the thing. That's the thing. Like I, so I watch these YouTube videos. I I'll watch if y'all have a live string. I'm watching. I'm I, I mean, Nate and I can comment commentate on the thing. <laughs> I'm looking. I might give you the reins. I want to see. I'm give you the reins to the show. Course. I want it all. I want to see the course I'm about to go play so I can get out in front. It's, it's fun. It is true. It is taken over, and those guys have broken up a little bit, but only because the mainstream so put them in right. Taylor made like that's where most of those guys ended up. So, Taylor made did the smart thing. They, you know, title us always, and they still fly the flag of we have the most this, the most that. And Taylor made's kind of like scoreboard. You know, we only care about the the majors. Yep. So you mentioned a nice segue earlier, but packaging differently, um, Nate. That's been one of the hallmarks of Acorn Hills. So if you don't mind yeah. reminding our listeners a little bit about the story behind Acorn Hills, how you got started. You know, we're we're all geared up. It's awesome material and an affordable price, but um go into the the background, how you got started and, and a little bit of your story. Yeah. And that, that whole line about um different packaging wasn't scripted or anything. That was just totally Mike, me and you're on the same same wave wavelength there with what Bud said. But yeah, so those that don't know me out there, um, my name is Nate, obviously. And I'm a junior here at college. I uh, I'm also a college golfer. And I started Acorn Hills Clothing Company because I wanted to change the way kind of clothing was presented or, you know, just kind of looked at. Because when you, for me, you know, I was always obsessed with fashion and um, the outdoors being from like rural PA. And for this idea, when you go in like a Dick's or like a Golf Galaxy, um, if it's golf stuff, you see all these price tags on clothing. And while like it's good, you know, they're always attached to that little like, I don't even know, it's like silver, gray type of piece of plastic. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, when you take that times every single manufacturer, every single company, every brand, you know, their product lines, their variations in sizes and styles, um, that's a lot of plastic that no one really likes to talk about. I don't think, you know, everyone wants to say, like, okay, clean up the oceans and, you know, clean, keep um, roadways clean. Like, while that's vital, you know, I think this is one of the more manageable things that um, just the way this process and manufacturing can change real, really quick. So like what I did was I saw that problem and I addressed, I started using seed paper um, price tags. So what happens is, you know, I didn't come up with seed paper or anything like that, but kind of came up with the way it's processed for um, pricing tags. And what will happen will be like a retailer, a customer will buy the product. And if it has a price tag on the back, they'll rip it off. And then they can plant that seed paper tag. Instead of being a piece of plastic, you throw away, um, you can plant that into the ground and it actually produces wildflowers. So that's kind of kind of where I got my start. And then around that, you know, I thought, well, how am I going to kind of preach this idea of looking good, feeling good, doing good if I can't do it myself? So I actually partnered with the National Forest Foundation too to plant an or, or plant a tree. It's uh, a sapling, a small tree for every uh, order that's placed on my site. So to date, you know, the program's done like 5 million trees. I've contributed a very small amount of that, maybe 200, 300 you know, trees were from Acorn Hills. But again, you know, in the first nine, 10 months of the company, that's more than I ever thought we'd, we'd do. So it's been great. I meant to ask you this last time we had you on too. Sorry, Gibby. I was just thinking yeah. about when, you, so do you get people um, hashtagging or just like posting at all around some of the wildfires they've planted? Like, do you, do you have anything going on with that? Cause I was looking through the feed and I couldn't find it, but it doesn't mean they weren't on stories and I missed them. Yeah, that's that's usually how it goes. Is people will um, post a story, then of course you guys are familiar with Instagram. They'll they'll say add acorn hills, and I usually add it to story. Now the only problem with um, the seed paper tags is 
you know, starting out, there's a lot of trial and error and a lot of seeds would only grow in certain areas. Yeah. So the first couple of months, I thought, why aren't these seeds growing? Not that it was, you know, I was selling a false product. It just wasn't like some some customers in Arizona were saying their seeds are getting planted and sprouting. And some customers down in, uh, or, you know, down in North Carolina said they weren't. I was like, what the heck's going on? So I had to, you know, go back to the drawing board. This was about April before I went on the Weather Channel. Um, That's right. And I kind of had to, had to go back and think, okay, you know, what are some very kind of generic seeds that uh, will kind of grow anywhere. So I, I kind of narrowed it down to six that got with the supplier that narrowed it down to six. And, uh, we know, we're actively kind of quality control, like you said. But, um, you know, I can assure each each kind of batch of seed paper is pl- tested for germination prior to leaving the factory factory and um, before it gets to me. So we're all supposed to grow. Now, whether or not they grow is your problem. <laughs> I'm, yeah. just, I'm just joking. <laughs> all you can do. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, they, they all, they all, they all have been tested. You know, proven. I don't. Uh, you know, if they are are faulty uh, before they even go on any of the clothing, I, you know, make an effort to fix them. So, but yeah. So hopefully, well, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, you know, I just ordered a whole new batch of seed bags coming in, so it'll be a whole new batch going out on the customers. So hopefully, we'll get some pictures. Love it. Well, and all this is done well, you know, taking 19 credits. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. As junior yep, college credits. and um, shooting in the mid 70s on on your golf team tournaments. So, uh, yeah. what yeah. is your involvement with pickleball all of a sudden, too? Oh, <laughs> oh my. Did they get so you? Did they get you? They pulled um, you in? Yeah. yeah. So, so my buddies, um, it is a small how school. It starts. So, uh, what's that? <laughs> this is how it starts. This is, yeah. My, my buddies, um, they, they all, they all like pickleball. They want to do it. And they kind of knew that I had some um, spare time. Reach. Yeah, no, not spare time. <laughs> but some a little bit, little bit of reach, a little bit of experience working with like marketing and uh, graphic design and things like that. So it started out with me. Well, I'll make one thing for you guys. Like, no problem. Then it started out. They asked me if I wanted to uh, sponsor. And I was like, well, it's like, I never, never really did sponsor before. But uh, it's like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. So officially so all my retailers i'll get into um you know a couple outdoor stores a couple pro shops i actually have these new signs coming in um and you guys will get one of them you guys are official podcasts of us love it this buzz for you uh when i'm pinehurst you guys are all yep but they're flags it says it's our huge logo and underneath it says acorn hills grows here and it's like a little um location thing so i'll be more than happy to share pictures of that after the show but uh, there'll be a, like a two and a half foot by four foot flag. So they'll be nice. But yeah, so I've been helping with them. Um, got them a lot of kind of news coverage that I kind of went through and I started Acorn Hills and this taken off. They they actually um, were playing Penn State, Maine, which is weird. I've never, our, our school is uh, very small. So it's like kind of history in the making. So First, but, first meeting with a like a with a school at that like a big power five school like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's incredible. Get a couple, get grab a couple points. See if you can see. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. They um, I play, but I'm not like. There's probably like sixty people. I'm probably maybe top ten, but not probably not good enough to. I just go down when I'm you know studying near the break and. But, yeah, that's my involvement right now. Pickleball's got to be one of the most accessible sports on the face of the earth. It's it's overgrown ping pong. And oh. no, I'm not and what my point being is don't sell yourself short. I mean, the Mount Aloysius 
uh, the hell is your mascot again? You are the mascot. Mountie. The Mounties. Yeah, the, Ma- the, the Mounties. The Mounties. The Mounties could pull the upset here. The Nittany Lions better. I saw that Scotty Scheffler actually was in a ferocious uh, rally against one of the. I saw that against players. The you see that, and he took yeah. it. I mean, my point is. You know, if you've got the hand-eye coordination and a little bit of grit, anything's possible in the pickleball. Yeah, you know, pickleball is a good. Lit- You're right. Pickleball is a good litmus test for just our society in general because I think it got so popular so fast, people feel obligated to hate it. Just Fidget because spinner of sports. Like if you missed the train that was like, people got to be first. If you're not first anymore, you're like somehow you've, well, right. not to Ricky Bobby this, but you're last. So yeah, pickleball is just easier tennis. You don't have to move as much. Your ACL will stay intact. Uh, you don't have to get flying around. You don't get as much of an aerobic workout, but it's pe- it's popular okay. for a reason. People love it. Yeah. It's fine. Gibby, it's fine. What it's if the fun? Fun? <laughs> I'm right with it? <laughs> I, um, yeah, I'll, yeah. We'll just I'll make sure they they repost this podcast and get some yep. get some viewers coming your way yeah, and vice nice. versa. Yeah, nice. so. Yep, we're going to Happy Valley next on the road. Yeah. <laughs> College game day pickleball. <laughs> oh. Um, will Connor Stallions be <laughs> scouting? Ooh, too soon, bench, too soon. I, I live in a Mich- I was raised in a Michigan house. That one hit. I know. Home. You know what? It was a it was a mistake. They should they shouldn't have. That's only going to make it worse. They're going to be. It's not going to be pretty for opponents of Michigan from here on out. Not, not Michigan was like the New York Yankees of college football. I mean, them, Ohio State. I'm putting Georgia up there all of a sudden because of the mm-hmm. success, the full run. I hate that now my school has become the team that every weekend people are hoping to lose and not necessarily out of spite, but just out of like you're on top and you've been on top for a while. So I mean, it's time for us to, like, we need an upset. It's a that's what that's what a Boston fan has been for the last two decades. It just is what it is. Like oh, it's a good God. place. You'd rather be there. People care about you. You're, right. you're still relevant. This yeah. Netflix cup is about 30 yards from that giant sphere in Vegas right now. And it's actually kind of setting a cool backdrop. That's However, did you see that the CFO resigned after they were yeah. 1 billion over budget with a yeah. B? CEO resigned. Um, some of that might have to do with James Dolan being not a great guy fair, that work with or, or near or around. Uh, but yeah, I man, how's that thing not going to lose money? It's insane. Well, and they lost 100 mil in the first quarter, but then again, are they? Is this kind of investment? I mean, did they build a Death Star knowing it's going to take a generation to reap reap rewards? But they're going to. I think they need. What I read about it is they need to find the right types of events and acts to have there to really get the most out of. Yeah, I'm not going to a concert, but I would go to an immersive IMAX kind of experience type of deal. Like I would watch. I'd probably watch the Netflix Cup inside the sphere versus on. They'll find something. They'll figure it out. They'll find something to do in there, but it's definitely not even being used for its intended purpose. Mike's trying. Mike's trying to figure money. out what to do right now with us because we could no, talk. About, no, we could talk about this. I mean, we're talking the spheres. Banning tech now. We're talking tech. No, I mean, talk mean, about James Dolan's ban next. We can do that. I hate. I'd rather listen to you plugged in than Dolan. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> I don't know. We might need to get Dolan on. Um, it's get the band on. I forget what their their name is, but um. I'm going to look it up. It's so dumb. One thing I did want to say, so we're getting into the holiday season and mm-hmm. um, anything new recently, Nate, that's, that's hit the shelves that um, is flying off. I see a few things as we mentioned. Yeah. That. So, well, it's funny because you're saying like the whole guy Fieri type thing where you revisit your old, you know, your, your yeah. first couple of listeners. When I first came on this show, I had three items in shop. It was just the blue yeah. collection, the, the polo, the hat and uh, the pullover. And now, you know, with this tremendous support of everyone on the Instagram, within the retail world, within uh, family, friends, you know, I'm up to 23, 24 products. And that just, you know, speaks for itself. And that's 
you know, it's funny because a lot of people out there that don't don't know what it takes to run a full out clothing. I say company because it's not so much a brand because you know anyone can go slap designs on um, right. t-shirts or hoodies and have the inner tag be uh, Gildan or you know Haynes shirt. Um, but it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of money, takes a lot of you know consistency to kind of get that full 360 approach where you you do have the tag on the inside it says acorn hills and you do have on um, the logo and you have all the kind of styles and stuff unique to your brand um so that you know i'm very fortunate with that so with that said like i do have some couple releases coming up here soon um i'm gonna have one on the casual side um two on the golf one one specifically ladies golf um coming up here and that's gonna th that golf release is gonna be kind of maybe the first part of the year um just kind of keep things consistent and uh you know come starting to make a lot of country clubs and stuff so they're they're kind of expressing interest in what they want so that that'll be fun and then i got some cool little accessories coming here too like tumblers and uh you know insulated cups and stuff like that so it'll be fun but there's always something new there's always something in production so i uh if you're out there listening you know let me know what you want to want to see next so I've never been able to get like a classic trucker hat to fit my head properly. And I wear yours. I mean, I must, I think I wear it every day, every time I go out golfing. Like I love that. Trucker. Thing. Oh yeah. yeah. You have, you have the blue one. Correct? I have the blue one. Yeah. It's so snug. Yeah. I love that thing. It's the best fit. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I'm wearing a different hat right now, but not on purpose because I left, <laughs> I left the blue one in the car, but um, it is, it is one of the absolute best fitting hats. Awesome. Um, well, thank you. Um, As we're getting into the, holiday season and it's getting a little chillier up north um courses are closing in maine new england i know there's a group going out friday i don't know maddie if you are but um sadly but any well, specific tips you'd give to um you know either golfers that struggled with their 2023 season and they you as well or that you know started to really pick up some steam late in the fall and want to continue the momentum getting ready for 2024 or anything specific that you would recommend? Well, I'm glad you came to me with this as the reigning club champion who shot 69 last weekend to close out the league. Congratulations. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Nice. Wow. Uh, the, uh, and this speaking of though, uh, literally just came into my golf group chat. Anyone interested in playing on Saturday? Not sure if there's a shotgun weather looks shitty. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> over. It's done. Hang it up. Nice hard, hard, hard sell there. Listen, if you can't put it in the gin, what's the point? Seriously. And that, that window's closing, I think today or tomorrow, uh, you know, somewhere in there in the wow. off season, honestly. So I'm glad you asked that question because I grew up in Florida. I grew up 20, you know, 24, seven, literally. Sometimes if you get a light at a golf course, you could play all day. You can play, definitely play all year. And one of the biggest shocks for me being moving up to new England was just that, like how, how, how it literally shuts down. So a couple of things, indoor, indoor places are popping up everywhere. The simulator is great to swing a club at full speed and actually, you know, think you're going to get something out of it uh, because that's just it. If you just go static and cold and you don't swing a club, what, what's going to happen to your car if you do that or, you, you know, any other kind of engine. So Tiger said it best the other day. Somebody was asking him, what what's the best advice you would give amateurs? Don't watch YouTube and hit balls. And, yeah. and, and so that's kind of all there is to it. So whether it's an indoor simulator, cause those things can get pricey uh, mm -hmm. or just a net in your backyard or, find a driving range they're around the, the weather doesn't get that terrible you'll have a look at some sunny right. days you get out there layer up and you know honestly this time of year 
work on 125 yards and in there's no, yeah. there's no use going out there trying to crank four irons when it's 20 degrees outside and the it's wind's dumb. blowing 30. Like dumb. what, what are we doing here, folks? Not to mention the overwhelming amount of your scoring is going to happen 125 and in. So go work on those things. You will find opportunities. And I would say this, I got a putting green that I'm sitting on right now in my basement and, you know, sitting there just hitting six footers while you're watching Netflix or you're on a, or you're on work calls. Uh, put a golf club in your hand every day in the off season, and it'll at least keep you a little familiar with it and swing one at least every other week. That's what I would say. If you can get out to a range twice a month and hit a couple buckets, you'll maintain enough familiarity that you're not going to fall off the bike the next time you get on. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it sucks living up here this time of year. I've fallen in love with new England golf. It's angular. Uh, I think I hit driver maybe once or twice when I, uh, my aforementioned 69, I'm going to say 69 yep. as many times as I can. Nice. And they, uh, and, and, and I really have fallen in love with this idea of it could be a 420 yard par five, but there's going to be a 60 foot gully, 150 yards off the tee. So, you know, I played a hole the other day and I literally went seven iron, seven iron pitching wedge. And I hit my pitching wedge wow. about 140, you know, if conditions mm-hmm. are perfect and maybe a little help. And, but it was just that kind of target golf that I've fallen in love with. So work on the short game, keep it loose. Uh, and just consume as much as you can and subscribe to or follow me at this buds for you. I'll keep you connected to the game every day of the week. <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, though, like all year long, you should be where people don't spend enough time on their short game. And I Not think, you know, get cuts, right? Get reps, make to hit some shots. If you had to hit them into a net, fine. It's better than nothing. If you can get to a range, great. We just had top golf open up. I think seeing the ball flight and connecting oh. that with how you feel is, is a big part of it too. Cause I never started making any strides playing golf until I started to record my swing and I would swing and feel it and then see it and then swing and feel it and see it. And then that's the only way to really connect those dots. But yeah, the simulators are nice, but you, you gotta, you, you can only really putt in your basement in the winter here. You're not like those simulators are useless. You're probably getting worse at putting by doing that. So yeah. And so to your, to your point about seeing the ball, Butch Harmon from the, the, you know, the family, Claude Harmon won the first masters. That's his dad. There's Butchie, there's Claude, the third, all these guys are swing coaches and gurus out there. Butch famously does not use any technology. He just stands there and he has a conversation with his guys and watches them while, and it's cause that's what he says. He's like, I, he's like the data points. He's like, he, he doesn't dismiss it. And he, he says like, you know, players should pay attention to their numbers and their stats, but him for teaching purposes, He's like, that's irrelevant to me. He's like, I can see the result. It's right yeah. in front of you. I mean, that you know, if it gets close to the hole, especially with these guys at this level, they'll tell you whether or not it was a good shot. You or I could, you know, skank a seven iron, you know, off the hosel. And if it ends up two feet, we'll just, we don't care. That's fine. Yeah, there's no the pictures on scorecards, yeah. but they don't put pictures on those things. Favorite so cliche. But real quick, you were talking about getting, you know, getting better in general. Will Zalatoris, if you missed this earlier this year, it was a great interview he released. And he was saying five things, the, the five things he goes, you want to get better. He was basically saying, you want to shoot, you know, shoot 65. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was saying, get on the green as fast as you can take yep. more club, eliminate double bogeys, learn to hit different shots around the green. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. Oh, I relied on the lob wedge too much. I started hitting more bump and runs this year and it, it helps. I mean, keeping the ball on the ground helps. And then last, but surely not least, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, you know, make putts, you know, work on, you know, you have to, you have to be a good putter if you're going to score. So those are the things that you can control in the off season, but I'm not even the one who plays collegiate golf. Well, that's what, I was gonna what ask. are you going to do this off season that I can add to my routine? Yeah. Um, well, I think for me, you know, just kind of my upbringing kind of being rural PA self-taught everything. Um, you know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing twice, you know, and 
for me in the off season, you're saying about like golfing and like get a club, get a club in your hand. I'm the exact opposite. I step away. Um, and I do that for two reasons. One, because if I can't take care of my body and when I, when I mean that, I don't mean like I'm suffering from anything, but you know, if I can get in the gym two times a week over, um, hitting balls in the off season and work on like fast twitch muscles. And that's not like saying go jog on the treadmill for an hour. That's saying, you know, five minutes of fast as I can. High intensity. Um, yeah. High intensity, you know, those because golf's a full, full of fast twitch muscles. Everyone says it's your core, which is true, but it's also more a certain uh, percentage of speed comes from the fast twitch muscles in your legs. And you can have the biggest legs on the earth, but if you don't have fast twitch, um, you're not going to, you're not going to any, do any good hitting speed wise, especially the collegiate level. And you look at like a lot of times why baseball players seem to be a lot longer hitters. And a lot of these basketball players seem to be a lot longer hitters. Um, okay. cause you got the constant jumping, you got the constant fast twitch running down the baseline. Um, and really, you know, they, they say you can't teach, teach speed. And I'm, I'm example one, that's been my big, like Achilles heel in college. Is I, I'm a 240, 250 bomber. And uh you get you get a guy who carries the ball 330, 340. Yeah, but if he's got no short game from 120. Well, yeah. But him. it's it's I guess it works until you get bumped back to like the tips or until you have to yeah. carry a certain like for example, the last tournament of the year, we had to carry a ball 235 to reach the fairway. So unless it hit that thing. You know, dead center with no wind, perfect conditions. Am I going to reach that fairway right there? He's already got into the next speech slot. Yeah. Um, but also, too, I, you know, I think it's important to recognize you go to swing your swing too. Um, yeah. So many play, players try to like replicate. You know, everyone wants to swing like Rory. Well, of course, everyone wants to swing like Rory, but no one. There's only there's only one Rory. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, same with Tiger. I'm sure people want to swing like Tiger, and it's like Tiger's Tiger. You know, no one else has his genetic makeup. No one else has Rory's genetic makeup. Right. Bud's swing is going to be different from Mike's swing. My swing is going to be different from Matt's swing. Um, so you got to find what works for you. Is, yeah. And that's, you know, you're saying about putting balls and stuff uh, in high school. One of the things I used to do, because the winners would be terrible gold. Um, I had a putting mat like Bud, and I'd make myself make 100 in a row before I, like, went to bed. Yeah. So if I, like, missed one at, like, 57, I'd have to restart back at zero. So... And that's like for me, that's a that's fun game. Kind of, you got you got to add creativity, to it. and that's what I mean about doing the same thing twice. Is you can sit there and pound balls all day. You know, a bunch of kids on my team, uh, and they're they're great golfers. Don't get me wrong, but they're all range warriors, and uh, which is great. But you know, on yourself, when you go hit the range, it's flat. You have no distractions, um, really no target. You're just hitting for yardages and stuff. And you can sit there and pound balls all day. But the minute you get in a game situation or a round situation um yeah it's just it's just weird so yeah um, that, that makes sense yeah I, I'd, I'd say find something that makes you uncomfortable and do it it's a good it's good life. I, I really like the idea too that you mentioned of you know taking some time off and we talked yeah. about this you know I, I think it's important repetition getting practice and the work in but um we talked about this in terms of the the schedule um that yeah. we're looking at for the golf season so we're we're talking backstage I was curious, Maddie. You said like, let's end it <laughs> November first or whatever. Give the guys a month off. Get back to you know um, reality, and then and then Bud said, well, it's it's kind of trending in that direction. Yeah. To a degree. So 
Love bud. to hear a little bit more about that at the, the PGA. Yeah, I want to hear about this, bud, because this is news to me, and I'm excited because you know I love continuity, so hit me. Well, before the PIF, and actually, Nate, what you were talking about with the fast twitch muscles, if y'all haven't seen Gordon Sargent, kid yes. that's at Vanderbilt, he's already got his tour card locked up. He's, I mean, he's it's all of violent. this big. Like It's like... And, and it's the so sound loud. the ball makes is so, so loud. Yeah. He yeah. Just, and he's it's, like... It's, it's, coiled up and then he just unwinds and everything his body has is just like smoking the ball like it's crazy to watch and that's what like nate was saying the core is important but it's what what are those muscles around it that's attached to everything else are those synced up and can those fire really hard because no i've got an old man swing this uh this new so the new the the new the new schedule, we're not 100% sure. We know what's going on next year with 2024. It's already out there. Same yeah. kind of setup. We got our signature events and everything like that. Yeah. And the intention is next year is actually going to start that like the 2024 season is not going on right now. This kind of this limbo that we're in, this FedEx fall, because they made this announcement with the PIF and, and those negotiations are still going on. Jay Moynihan released a memo today. They just had their last tour policy board meeting today. Tiger was there. They were in there all day. And I guess the big topic discussion was this agreement coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. They changed the rule around pace of play. They're going to start averaging guys. Uh, they're going to, after the tournament, they're going to take your average stroke and it, how long it takes you to hit, hit it on average. And if it's seven seconds or above the average of everybody else, you're going to start getting fined. So and Brooks is going to get his, his, his wish. They're going to start stroking dudes, but in the pocket, <laughs> we're going to see the, let's bet all the can't lay unders, I guess. Next year. And so, it, so Moynihan said, that's the big, that's the big rule change, but this PIF agreement is apparently still being negotiated, but the Fenway group has, has showed interest and they have not been turned away. Endeavor, w- yes. Endeavor Entertainment, which I guess was the, uh, the, like the inspiration for what's that, what was that show on HBO entourage yep. like that, you know, that kind of that group, they got turned away, but Jay Moynihan said they're, they're not alone. It's Monahan or Moynihan. I don't care. It's Bridget Moynihan, Jay Monahan. Woof. Woof. <laughs> but the yeah. PGA tour is still talking to other suitors. Now, in the agreement with PIF, they have first right of refusal on new investors, but that's part of the agreement to have an agreement. Nothing's inked yet. So in theory, the PGA Tour could be entertaining other suitors right now, but I don't know who's going toe-to-toe with the PIF in the pocketbook. So this could also just be other people trying to get a slice because it's not going to be a monopoly with the PIF. But when they roll out this new agreement, that's when we'll know what the schedule is going to look like. So you're getting your wish in the sense that the 2024 PGA Tour season starts in January. It goes through the FedEx Cup playoffs. Good. That's it. And and Good. they're going to have they're going to continue to have these fall events because, like we said at the top of the show, golf has become a year round sport. And things like the Netflix Cup, TGL. Why, Mike? Why are they doing this? Because eyeballs equal money, and where there's right. opportunity, there's going to be you know creation. And so th- this is not going to stop, but Matt, you're getting your wish. It's going to be a one year season. What I, I don't mind the fall golf. I just want the season to have a firm beginning and end date. So I, like- I agree. I agree. And I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to end up not going head to head with the NFL. That was their big thing. It yeah. screwed us in the Ryder cup right. because we had that month off while these Europeans could go over and play their DP world mm-hmm. tour events and stay fresh, but they're going to end it. And my theory is that if live sticks around after 2024, you might see like this is just a wish. I don't think it'll actually happen. Turn live golf into the fall series, and there your relegation tournament happens with those players that are ranked fifty to you know whatever. Yep. Great, you guys get to go over to live, and you're battling it out uh, because these live contracts are going to be up here soon, and so yep. nobody knows anything. 
but the schedule is going to be 2024 calendar year. That's their intention moving forward. So even with the merger, I don't know if it'll affect it. They've, they've kind of made the, what, you know, people like you, they've said, we've heard you, we're doing one season, keeping it clean. And then the fall is going to be much more about kind of what they're doing right now, which is creating a a kind of mini tour that's above the other mini tours, but it's kind of a, you know, you're jockeying for position going into next year. That's fine. Like we talked about before we started tonight, like this is the one league that needed some change. Nothing has changed in any capacity up and down in the PGA universe. Every other league listens to, and to some extent, listens to fans, takes feedback, voice a customer, et cetera, and then implements rule changes and tweaks um, the NFL is the only one that can get away with basically anything they want and we'll still watch. It's insane. And it's, it's, it's a little bit, uh, we're never going to turn away from blood sport. We've been doing no, it for thousands of years. Can't, can't, but golf needed something because you're they weren't growing the game. It's like their marketing is about as good as the NHLs and that's no place to be. You don't want to be, you know, at the bottom of that list where nobody even knows what's happening. Like nobody knows the stars other than the top three or four guys in the NHL, unless you're a diehard fan exclusivity is not in vogue anymore. Inclusivity yeah. and accessibility is. And I don't mean that in the political sense. I mean, in the literal, literal sense that why is stuff like this accessible and entertaining? Because you dipshits are going to go to Pinehurst and you're going to start chirping at one another, referencing stuff that you saw on, on, you know, so you don't see that too much. You don't see many, you know, adults out there playing tackle football anymore. No. Uh, you know, even in those like Sunday fun leagues, although up in Maine, you weirdos do. I know. If he does guys. it in his uh, backyard. With <laughs> Oxford Hills region, they've got like a tackle men's league that my brother and I used to be like, you want to come play? I'm like, dude, you're 6'3", 250, and you do CrossFit. No, no, we're not doing that. I'll go play nine holes. Thanks. But this is the one sport. I mean, it's why, again, we talked about pickleball earlier. Why is it taking off? Because not not just about anybody can do it. You can do it. You don't have to be good at it to do it. And golf's the same way. Once people, once it stopped being like, you had to be ashamed of your handicap, people wear their freaking handicaps like a badge of honor. I'm a 27, bitch. That's right. You're yeah, going to have to give me a bunch breaks. of these strokes. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's, oh, I forgot to enter a bunch of my scores. Whoops. Give me nine blows. Like fine. Right. Who I, I finished last season at a 0. 0.7 in my index. I ballooned and I'm closing the season out with a, at a two. So my goal is next year to be back down under, you know, back in the fractionals. What a, what a cruel game too. Like you get better and then it gets so much harder and then you get worse and you still have to then get back to that point. It's not much easier. And the difference and the difference between what these guys are capable of doing and like what guys like me and Nate are capable of doing it. it, I've got, I've got more in common with Taylor Swift than I do with these guys. You know what I mean? Friend of the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Big friend. of. Did you see where, did you see where she changed her lyrics recently? uh, Oh yeah. To that guy on the chiefs. I love this man. That girl. I dare, I dare anybody to get on Instagram and not get hammered with something Taylor Swift related right now. Good. Here's my, here's my quick theory on Taylor Swift and why, why we should be enamored with it. And I think it's a great story. She was famous at 16, you know, famously that song, Tim McGraw. And, you know, she never, she never had this high school experience. She never had a boyfriend on the football team. She never, you know, had her best friends waiting for her backstage after the school play. And then they're going to go out for ice cream. And instead now they just hop on her jet stream and they go wherever they want in the world. But it's because it is with all the other stupid nonsense in the world. It is something that you can universally say, like, there's nothing going on here. There's no scandal. Like neither one, they're, they're both relatively, you know, good people. I created a likability scale specifically for her. Like basically if you, the bottom of the likability scale, or I guess the top is Taylor Swift. Like if you don't 
you don't have to love Taylor Swift, but if you don't think she's nice and good and like you, something's wrong yeah. with you. At that so what's point. the other end of that scale? Is it Roseanne Barr? No. Who do we go? Who was at the other end of that scale, Gibby? Um, I mean, you guys are, we started the cringeworthy scale. Yes. And she's the least cringeworthy. And I think yeah. it was last year, um, not to bring this back to the Denver Broncos. Bring it. But, um, oh, Jesus. Russ, <laughs> Russ had some that's cringeworthy rad. moments. Oh, that's right. So I think that's that what we're comparing to. Oh, but, so it was, it was born out of Bronco country. Let's it was guess. born out of me and Alex. Uh, trolling Gibby as most things are um, but it evolved into a nice little subplot for our show yeah and you know now we're heading back to Taylor Swift uh, levels I'm a Swifty I'm a Swifty I'm not ashamed of it I'm a Swifty that's fine I've got a daughter too like I got a three-year-old I mean and when you talk about are there you know people in pop culture that you wouldn't mind your kids kind of looking up to she's there I put LeBron on there and I think LeBron's the unique one because people always love to bag on him uh, especially people here in Boston, that LeBron's a bitch. Oh, yeah. Like everybody just likes just to say that. Up, so it's easy to call him on it, but like right. never but been I in also, trouble ever. But I also yeah. say we grew up, we grew up worshiping Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was <laughs> not not the most wholesome of gentlemen. No, uh, no, so he's swift on that scale. And so LeBron, somebody named me a, a scandal. Somebody named me the scandal that, that he's been a part any... of. No, I mean, That's other than probably partnering had, with some sweatshops that he shouldn't have. But the Maybe. school turns out wasn't even his fault. Like, there right? Was That's my right. point too. It's it, how much do you how much do you want to pile on when he says, "Here's a buttload of money, and I trust yeah. some people to try to do well with it," and they didn't. I mean, it's he's a professional basketball player. He's, he's not a school administrator. Yeah. 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 Not that I wanted to come on your show and you know kiss up to LeBron, but no, that's okay. We we we'll never know where this is going. All right, we're wandering. <laughs> we're wandering. Nate's uh, wondering why he got on here. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it. We needed to get we needed to get Nate and Bud on because uh, we also are um, going to be naming one of our FanDuel segments um, after uh, our sponsors, Acorn Hills. So um, you'll see that officially, and this Bud's for you will uh, be recognized on our on our weekly FanDuel shows. So um, week or something with an ode to the uh, to, to the seed tags. Oh yeah, yeah. So you'll see it. And um, Rick is going to be uh, drawing up the papers. Rick's our lawyer, not a lawyer. Yeah, but, um, hey, it's awesome. Rick so um, closing thoughts, anything, Nate, that, that you're really looking forward to as you finish out um, the semester and what 2024 has to bring at Acorn Hills? Yeah, well, you know, um, so December 1st, I meet with a kind of, I don't want to say the majority, but a pretty big group of um head professionals down in pittsburgh um to see about getting some into some pro shops and i got some since our last conversation gotten three or four retail stores um small nice. outdoor retail stores great um two or three pro shops and you know it's just kind of been growing no pun intended ever since so you know just keep keep it coming and you know i'm looking forward to it that's awesome but, don't diminish that that's great it, uh, no, it, it's that incredible. that's not easy at all that's awesome. That's good hustle, especially with all that you got going on. Yeah, yeah, it'll be nice to go on Christmas break and have a little bit of a little bit of break. Yeah, 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 yeah. No matter I've what, been busy for sure. Golf balls. Was cool. it no no golf balls? Not until after Christmas break. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Um, you can find Bud on at this Bud's for you on Instagram. Where else can we get you, Bud? Instagram, 
I don't tweet. I can't tweet. I can't. I don't have time. I don't have time or patience to tweet. I'm I'm not contributing. I'm on Instagram for right now. Look out for the newsletter that's going to be dropping soon. And on the new year at this buds for you, we'll be back in the the podcast studio. Had to handle some personal business uh, throughout the summer and into the fall. The business is handled. Mm. So it's, it's back to the, back to the grind. And I look forward to talking to you gentlemen uh, in all sorts of areas, both text and podcast and, whenever we find Nate in his stores. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So you can visit Nate at acornhillsco.com. Um, everything's there. You can also use the discount code that we'll have Bud's got in his profile, One Night in Pinehurst. It's ONIP15 um, for 15% off your Christmas orders. Uh, the the evergreen mint lightweight quarters. Oh, nice. I had it pulled out a minute ago. Really, really uh, special. Um, we might see that at Hammock Beach uh, this yeah, coming March. Likely. Yeah. Hey, real quick, plug in for the holidays. If 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 your significant other enjoys comfy stuff, the Acorn Hills cruise, crew neck sweatshirt is. Oh, that's right. I have. I, have the black I saw one that thing too. He's got thing. the black one on. My roommate has the the pink one. Uh, swears by it, telling her friends all about it. So if you're looking for one of those comfy items for the holidays, it's great to toss on around around a cozy campfire with your cocoa <laughs> fireside chat. Um, we can do it. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks, Have boys. a great Good night. Hey, thank you, guys.